Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrorist, Jenna and Sarah's here. Hi guys. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. So this episode, I wanted to talk about something kind of different. I want to talk about spank bank material. Ooh. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, I know what you mean. I, I have well, a it's very not- vast spank. It's, mine's a spank vault. It's too big to be a <laughs> Oh wait, no, I guess it's the other way around. Mine is like a spank international bank like the swiss bank that you can't find fort it's knox? all there but it has all the stuff <laughs> yes fort knox maybe yes. Uh, no, no. I, uh, I have I a plethora i have a plethora there you go there that's me i have a plethora of things that can get me off well i wanted to clarify that it's not the same thing as what porn do you watch so that's why i, I thought this would be a really great you know, like although a porn that you watch could be in your spank bank Correct. Which is me. Like mine is my porn I watch is my spank bank material. When I'm by myself and I'm masturbating and I want to have that orgasm, I put on a specific porn about old guys. My blue pill guys.com or something like that. And then I seriously need to stop saying it like that's a thing. <laughs> like you is. need to make it's sure it is. is. Bluepillguys.com? Like, is it a porn site? Okay, then I'm fine with it. As long as you have your information correct. I don't want to be sending people down some weird rabbit hole. No. She said. No, old geezers. Old geezers. Now I'm going to gonna have to watch it. I'll send you one of my favorite ones. The, the Walker like. one is my favorite Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Still my favorite one. Oh, but, God. So, no judgment. No judgment. No. She no. just, she makes me embarrassed. I get embarrassed. She doesn't make me. I get embarrassed sometimes. And that's not on her. That's on me. <laughs> I, I love every second of it because it makes me grow and laugh my ass off. So keep going, Sarah. I, I'm not embarrassed at all about it. You know, it's like, I know. Thing. The other Great. night I was sitting here thinking, why? Why is old guys my thing? And I'm like, no, I don't have daddy issues because I love my father very much. And I'm like, where did this old guy think? come from and I think it's just the virility I like when you see an old guy that still can do it it's just like awesome (laughs) can I get for our listeners too I need an age range of what old guys means I don't know right now (laughs) I want to say oh dude good question are we talking like old guys like 40 to 70 are we talking old guys like 50 to 70, 50 to 80. Damn sure. Damn right. All right. All right. Hey, you know my philosophy that everybody deserves to be happy and to get fucked. So, and I don't mean, I mean, I could mean get fucked, but I definitely mean get fucked. Yeah. So I've never, you are the first for me to ever just tell me that that's what you're into and you are so consistent about it and so it just tickles me to death because if anybody listened to our interview we roundtabled about the porn that gets us off and i i had some stuff on there that was pretty far out there too so and i think unlike me laughing and giggling and being like woohoo i think i made you go "Uh uh-uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's okay <laughs> no, that's a hard uh-uh. I'll watch it though I, I'm, I, I almost googled it the other night I did almost google that I, I brought out my iPad and I was like 
hovered over it. I'm like, uh, no, not right now. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll send you my favorite one okay. so you can see it. Okay. I'm super sad, I will be honest, because Pornhub had to go through and do that mass cleansing of verified users. And there was some really great content around that specific subject. And if you guys want to know what that is, you can go back and listen to the other podcast. I'm not talking about it again today, great. although I probably <laughs> will. <laughs> Yeah, I lost a lot of content and now it's very uh, small. So, yeah. So, because you have to. People were doing it, I wonder, or. I don't think so. I think there was just that whole thing that they had to, everybody had to become verified users. So they could verify age. And the underage thing was what I think prompted that was people were participating that were underage. And so to crack down on all of that, they just literally one day went, we deleted all the content and here's why, because they were going to get in trouble. So I, I respect what they did. I think that that's the right thing to do. It's never okay to allow minors to be part of an adult world. That's just not for them. They're not prepared. And the, the abuse and the trauma that happens to people, you know, doesn't need to be on display nor enabled. Yeah, I did lose a lot of content about a lot of stuff, but I do particularly have that one in my spank fix. So I'm still good. Well, you know, like over the years, my porn has changed. So when I originally, you know, fell in love with porn, it was usually girl on girl, a pussy being eaten the right way, not necessarily watching the tongue go up and down and lick, you know, but just like that whole aggressive eating a pussy was really a turn on. So that was something, and it's still in my spank bank. When I'm having a hard time coming and I want to think about something that will push me over the edge, it'll like really turn me on and yeah. fulfill that moment. I'll think about shoving somebody's face down there and eat my pussy and that will push me right over. That's what runs through my head. I'm like, yeah, just eat I it. think it's funny to even talk about it. I think a lot of my and I don't mean funny as like disrespectful, but to think about it maybe is I have a lot of things in my spank bank that I have never done that I will never do ever, but it's so visually stimulating. It's something that I've seen at one of the sex clubs up here or something that I've seen in a porn. And I have literally no, it's the fantasy. It's the fantasy yeah. aspect for me because there's been, I mean, we all have those moments where we think that we like this one thing. And then in real life, the fantasy was way fucking better. And I could have just left it there. Right. Right. Because right. then it can kind of ruin that. Cause then you're like, yeah, but it wasn't like that. So I do <laughs> it have like me, like it, a threesome <laughs> to me is a fantasy. It's that having the, the, the chain or the girl on guy or the, two girls on a guy or two guys on a girl. That's mm-hmm. all fantasy. But in real life, when you have three people in a bed, things don't go smoothly. They don't just slip right in and everything's just, just like all choreographed. It's, it's messy. It's, you there know, are, what do you do? There <laughs> are definitely three people in the room or more sometimes because oh, yeah. I've been in ones with more. I have watched and not participated. <laughs> That's not my jam, but I'm definitely yeah. aware. So yeah, but everybody's got a personality and everybody's got a thought and everybody's got a hole or a wiener and it doesn't always correlate to the seamless scene that we have in our head. And I think that's really what our spank bank is. It's this purified form of everything that turns us on, right? Because I'm not going to have a piece of a spank bank be a piece that I'm not interested in. It is literally like when you melt it down and you put it through cheesecloth and you get all the other stuff out of there and it's just this delicious tincture of everything that is going to make me calm. That is a really good analogy of that essence oil to help you have that release. Yeah, because everything that you don't want doesn't have to reside there. 
So I'm not going to hold space in my brain. Like you have to in every other scenario in your life, any business relationship, any personal relationship, there's always this other stuff that you have to hold space for. When we're talking about spank bank for spank bank, none of that's there. This is your absolute primo cream of the crop. Interesting. I like how you put that, that I, I really do like that. Because it got, it really does play into people that like degradation. I'm sure what's running around in their spank bank is the words that they like to hear, you know? Yeah. The, and maybe uh, just the words, yeah, maybe just no visuals, right. you know? And I love spank bank. I have a, so many things in my spank bank and it can be all over. I also love that sometimes I can get on a roll where I just want to have this thing happen to me over and over again. It doesn't even have to be me. I don't even have to be involved. You know, it's just this idea is turning me on so hard. I tried the other day, I was masturbating the other day and I was watching a, one of my personal porns with a lover in it. And Is it on uh, the VHS? <laughs> just no, kidding. fucker. It was one that I made oh. with, my, with my boyfriend and I was all set. I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is going to happen. And 20 minutes in, I was like, what in God's green earth? This is what I thought I wanted. And then I was frustrated and my vagina was getting sore. So I was like, okay, spank bank and went in and picked one out. And it was like 30 seconds, Yeah, you know? So I had this whole other idea of what was going to happen. We just couldn't make it happen, which is no, nothing wrong with the video. It's sexy as fuck. Just wasn't doing it for me that day. And so go into my spank bank, close my eyes and there's a scenario I need. And I just, I think that that's amazing. Also another safe place to kind of think about kinks that you want. You don't have to do it and you can put yourself in that scenario and see if it's even more titillating or maybe it takes away from the fantasy a little. Well, I can see that because I, I was thinking about that when I was being cupped. Do you know what cupping is? Oh, I love cupping. Oh, love okay. for it. So Absolutely. cupping is where they put glass cups on your back and uh, usually some type of fuel source to kind of cause it to be sucky and it sucks on your skin. Yeah, so they light it and it takes out the air and yeah. it sucks your skin into the cup. They right. also now for people that are terrified of what she's saying, <laughs> it sounds scary. It's really not. It can yeah. look very gnarly and most definitely most people come around with big circular bruises, but they also have plastic ones too that work just as well. Oh. Now you squish it in and then it sucks your skin in. So oh, that sounds better. Yeah. That's what my gal uses on me. I had the the one with the glass and the and the fuel source and uh-huh. that when that oh it felt wonderful in the moment and then but for the next three days my back was on like oh yeah yeah like well, it brings all that fire. blood through your muscles that's the whole right. thing is that they're trying to get blood flow up to the surface so that you can do some healing in there oh, and was yeah really definitely fun. the next couple of days I'm feeling worse when I went in. not worse physically but definitely my skin is much more tender tender exactly uh-huh. I had the cupping. At first, when I saw it, I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. And then I started to think about it. I saw it at one of these house parties and a wonderful gentleman was doing it. Him and his partner, they give tastings of it. And a tasting is a little sampling of Yes, I need to, why have I not been invited to one of these tastings? I know, we need to find another one. So anyways, they were doing these little tastings and I've had an impact tasting and then this cupping tasting. I've even had knife play tastings. Interesting. And, but when I was thinking about the cupping later, I was like, "Mm, okay, maybe, maybe I'll come back to that. So then when I went and did it, it actually was really exciting, you know, to be an experience of it. It felt really good, like a massage almost. My back and I move it around and stuff like that. But it didn't cross over. It wasn't that, like you were saying, titillating. It never really made me orgasm or change any of my spank bank material. So, but I did bring it into spank bank and think about it a little bit, but didn't 
didn't see any change. I would argue that you brought it to a spank bank store and had a conversation with it and asked it to leave. <laughs> there you go. Because again, spank hey, bank is like turned it. all the wonderful things. Yeah, the the, the cognitive true. part comes outside of the spank bank. Spank bank <laughs> is there to get you off. That is the goal generally of diving into those things. I, I also want to talk about, you and I were kind of talking about this before. Do you have people in your spank bank outside of your current partner? Hmm, uh, or would you? Hmm. This, this is totally admitting to a lot of stuff. There's a, one female that guarantee if I am not coming and cannot come, I can bring her to, from my spank bank out and can come within seconds. Love that. And there's only a couple males that I do that I could do, you know, like, but it's usually a scenario or two, like something that. So do you have any guilt or shame around that? Of it, it not being your partner. Where I am in my relationship. Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm going to healthfully encourage you not to because that has nothing to do with your relationship, though I can see how right. you want to be ashamed right. and have guilt about it. But, um, you know, I'm not going to let you do that today. We can <laughs> no, talk about this later. I haven't lately, I have to say that, but I have an interesting okay. scenario that happened this weekend. So I wanted to share. I've been polling my friends and family about what their spank bank materials are. Yeah. And one of my friends, he likes reliving existing scenes or events that he has done sexually to help him get off. So that's his thing is reliving something he's already done in his head. There's something that happened to him years ago, and that's a go-to for him. He had an intimate relationship with um, a lady, and one day they were kind of horny, and they pulled off the side of the road and had sex. And he thinks about that constantly, which is good because that's a go-to for him. Another person I talked to her spank bank material is really what she's feeling in her body. It's not really of, of a thought. It's how her body feels. And I thought that was an interesting like difference. But if she gets stuck, if her body isn't feeling everything, she will then pull out porn and get into her sure. porn to finish sure. finish off, which I thought was a very, I think I've done that a couple of times when I get stuck in my head, I'll go do visual. So not let my thoughts get in the way and I'll let my visual thoughts override it. You know, like when we're having, yes, <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to do some brain gymnastics to follow you, but yes, no, I figured it out. I totally understand what you're saying. So whatever works for you in that moment is what it needs to be. It, again, it's such a refined source of yumminess that for me, it, I, mine spans 44 years of life. And of course, don't make it weird people from when I was sexual on whatever that was, you know, sometimes if I'm in a romantic mood, it might be like my very first time of sex. It might be seeing his face again or the way he used to kiss me. You know, I'm a big makeout queen. And so sometimes I can't, there's, I'm a very, again, I'm a very trance-like person in sex. So I roll away in my head. I don't, I'm not the eye contact. I'm not the stroking of the face and really into my partner. I am into my partner and my body shows them that I'm into it. And it's not like I'm a cold dead fish. Let me make that clear. I have people that will back that up. (laughs) But I am constantly, I think, in a spank bank. And look, it could be me just visualizing because I'm in a trance state, because my eyes are closed, me visualizing what my partner's doing at that moment. It might also be my partner face fucking a girl up against a wall and making me watch. It might be a romantic day where we're on a hike and all of a sudden I'm, you know, fucking in the woods. It could be a 
hardcore porn that I watched and it's either I've inserted other people that I want to see in that scenario, whether that's me, myself, me, myself, and I, all three of my personalities and, <laughs> and the two others, like whoever that is, I don't have any shame around it. I don't, it's not cheating. I'm not cheating. That's my fucking jam. And none of it is denigrating to my partner. It doesn't make me feel less than about them, though I can see how people, uh, you know, again, when you're raised in a society where, you know, sex is shameful and you don't talk about these things, mm-hmm. I can see how it very well could easily be shameful or considered cheating, which it's not cheating. I'm sorry. It's not. You're not in an emotional affair with your spank bank. You're in a sexual affair with your spank bank. <laughs> I love that motherfucker, but you're not cheating on anybody. Well, so I kind of wanted to just bring that to the light too. And that's just, that's my feelings on that stuff. I don't want people yeah. to be ashamed. And I think you should definitely. Well, like the female in my, in my spank bank, it, she has developed over the years. Like she's not uh-huh. a perfect female or anything like that, but she, she's developed and it's always, she's doing the same thing. And that's what helps me. That just clenches it. It like makes my body go, oh, but am I into females? Not necessarily. I love looking at women. I love breasts. Give me a breast. I'll suck on those all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I have a thing with pussies though. I just don't, I yeah, can't get into those. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to have any pussies in your spank bank unless you want to. No, they're not. No boobs. Boobs are in my spank bank. I love in your spank bank. I do. We and know I- dick is in your spank bank. <laughs> Actually, not as much as you would think, you know, knowing me. That's interesting. Oh, right. So it's mostly what's being done to me. It's um, so, items. Do you on. have a visual of whoever's doing it, or are you just center stage and these things are happening to with like, you know, black glove people, or maybe the scene's really dark and you can't, or maybe you're sensory deprived and you can't, you know, is it that more that turns you on, or is no, it it's more of an action like scene? Like, so for instance, in my spank bank, it's a person, female or male, eating me out. Okay. That, that sensation of get in there, just mm, enjoy. Are you vocal to them and that's what's turning you on yes. too? Like, you're dominating them yes or you're just the attention of them and whatever you say goes yes and that's the majority of yours yes i love that okay hey queen fuck hell yeah yeah, do it this is why i like i want it i have carry a big whip (laughs) (laughs) is it it a head tie one and it just falls out of your stomach like a big penis Oh my God. That was a great. That's for you, Summer. (laughs) Oh, we got to have her back because she's got a great voice. Her voice would do it. See, that's the other thing. Voices. When I'm with a partner, them talking to me about what they see is helps me achieve the orgasm. Interesting. I can definitely involve that. There's times where I'm so multi-orgasmic. Again, not complaining. I don't want to hear any hate about it. I don't really have time to do any of that because I'm just going. But then there's times where maybe I'm high or maybe I've had some drinks and it's taking me a while because I'm so easily orgasmic that way. It puts me in my head about being too much and like what's taking so long. And that's generally when I'll hit my spank bank is I I have guilt that it's taking that long. Trust me, my partners don't give a shit. It's it's the story and the thought that I've had and it doesn't make it true. It's just (laughs) one of those things, but I can do that. And it can even be my partner. If my partner's fucking me, I could, you know, envision them eating me out. 
or maybe there's another person fucking me too in a different hole. Right. Or again, there's a lot of stuff in my spank bank that is pure evil and I would never want to be part of it. I don't even think I've ever seen it. I think it's like the subconscious dreams that I have trauma to work out around and I'm fine with that. <laughs> but you know, there's some pretty dirty shit in there where it's just like, I come out, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jenna, you need to go to church. Like all this shit was that. Yes, but, let me, but let me tell you, I think I could help me, first of all, but um, I, think he would be, I think he would high five me. He'd be like, this is what I gave you your brain for. Good job. So anybody else that doesn't feel that way, I will fight you about that. I just, I think that whoever that is on the money, they, they know what they did. Well, and, so that, it's funny that you say it that way. Cause I was talking to one of my dearest friends called me up and we were having one of our normal four hour conversations. It, it doesn't matter what day of the week. And we'll have this conversation or start having a conversation. Next thing you know, it's four hours later. We're both going, what the fuck? happen because we just and it's everything politics it's business it's taxes it could be family or kids or whatever right? right he calls me up the other day and i'm and i'm sitting at my desk and i'm going hey how are you and something must have been weighing on his heart so he goes and shares something to me and it comes hand in hand with this he made a comment to me that in 20 years he does not masturbate and i'm like what because in order to masturbate, he has to go into that spank bank. Basically, this is the gist of it. He has to go into this spank bank and pull out whatever fantasy it is and bring it forward. And he feels that fantasy is cheating on his wife. I understand the sentiment behind it, but what's the difference in of watching porn? I mean, it would be the same thing. It's either in your head and it's of your own device which is also probably related to porn or any experience you've ever had. So they're already in your brain. And some of the things you've already done, you've already done them. <laughs> You're not doing them now. You've already done them. So I get it, but I'm wondering what conversations, what communications have they had about that? You know, it might be him, his story in his head telling him this. And if he was vulnerable with his wife and be like, look, I, this is how I've always felt. She might be like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Don't do that. Do all the things. And it might inspire, yeah, it might inspire a hard conversation too. Again, though, it, you can't make this judgment. You, you can't make these calls with your perception of other people. Right. It's just perception. So to me, especially if they've been long-term, I would just super highly encourage gentle communication around that for both of them. And like we were talking about last time or about communication. And now I was thinking about it after because we had just recorded that episode on communication. And then I get on the phone call with him. And what was really interesting, I encouraged. So the whole thing, uh -huh. go talk to her because okay. this is obviously something that you guys need to talk about. There is something ah. that has gone on here that you have a trauma behind there or not a trauma. You have some type of guilt. Shame. That comes up. Shame. There it is. Shame. Now remember the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt can be used as a springboard to feel better. Guilt right. is, I don't like this thing that I've done. Shame is, I am horrible. I am that thing that I don't like. So shame right. is the right word there. So he has stopped this practice in his mind. He has so much shame behind this act because of what he has to go through to do it. You know, going into the yeah. same bank, pulling out that fantasy, using it, and then putting it away when he's all said and done. That was shameful for him. And it really was amazing to hear this. And I don't want to shame him now. I encouraged him to go talk. 
to his wife. I'm like, go have that Absolutely. conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know how somebody's going to respond until you have that conversation. Right. It's all hearsay. It's all subjective. It's all the perception that we think we know this person. And I'll tell you now, my husband is a perfect example of this. I will always do things to try and do what I think is best for him. And I'll make it 20 times harder right. on myself. And he always looks at me and will just say, you know better. Just ask me. And he's <laughs> wonderful that way, right? I mean, he's just going to tell you. Right. But he surprises me with stuff too all the time. I mean, we've been together 12 years and then every once in a while he likes to pop a little, hey, I want, I want, would you be up for blah, blah, blah. Fuck yeah, let's, you know, I'm down for anything once. I'll try it. No big deal. Whether right. it's right, wrong or other, we're going to figure it out real quick. And then it either goes into this bank bank or goes into the trash or whatever. It's not a big thing. I just think people have too much shame wrapped up in this stuff and, and too much other ideology around cheating and what constitutes cheating and then yeah. Yeah. why, you know, but again, we're, we're kind of hitting another sexual revolution. I think where people are starting to ask those questions and starting to delve down and starting to have other communication and other ideas and trainings and teachings around the exact opposite of what we've always learned. So I'm excited to be, you know, part of that. I think we're, we're doing part of that here. Yeah, I, I agree. So I see what you're saying about the fact that it isn't cheating, but can you give people maybe some tips on how to handle any shame that may come up with it? Or do you have any directions in that? <laughs> any, any directions around any tips about dealing with shame? I mean, yeah, it's, there's just you in the, in a sexual connotation, so many people have traumas sexually. Right. And so I, I find that a lot of people that tend to then reenact what happened to them, not necessarily specifically, but will bring that forward into their adult sexual lives. Like I've, I've said this before, I will share mine. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was abused horribly and I would get slapped in the face. Clearly not something that's enjoyable to a child, but I find sometimes in my sex life now, yeah, slap me in the face, like turns me the fuck on. And so I specifically have had shame around that just because, you know, it's that thought of what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, it's generally, <laughs> I always affectionately like to say that BDSM and abuse is like a kiss away from each other. It's like a bumper almost hit another car, right? It's like, what, what's that line there? And the, the thing is, is it's different for everybody. Right. So, you know, pleasuring me also looks like abusing me at times and that's on me and, and my partner has consent and it's conversation and communication around that. And there are still times where you know, I talked about on our last podcast, I talked about avoiding the crash. Sometimes when we're super into sex and it can get aggressive or whatever, all of your endorphins release and you're at this high, high moment. Sometimes it's great. Like you come down off of it and you're still fine. And so you're able to be not in that heightened state. Your brain's kicked in, your neural cortex is online, rationality is back. But sometimes you experience such a high endorphin spike that you just crash. Right. And that's where we go to shame. That's where we go to dissociativeness. We go to shame. We shut down. And that could be that not only could be that day, it could actually happen days later. And it, it's wow. the, there's no timeline. It could be a minute. It could be an hour. It could be three days. My honest thing for anybody that has, 
you know, shame around sex. First and foremost is start talking about it. Start bringing it to light. Find somebody that you can talk to that is equally able to show up for you and start just having simple conversations around sex. Start having that mouth feel and have that shame lighten around there. Shame is, is mostly because we don't talk about it. And so we have these ideas of everybody else and what their sex life is. I mean, I have, you know, it's no different than one partner of mine thinking my sex life is like, ah, and, and my other partner thinking my sex life is like, ah, and they're both thinking it's this thing. And I'm like, why don't you just fucking ask me? Like, I'll tell you <laughs> it's right. either the same or a little the same or not the same, but either way, you guys are different people. So it's not the same, but I think people's insecurities, right. That stops us from doing a lot of stuff and shame stops us from doing a lot of stuff. So first of all, I would say just find somebody well, or start researching start we are in the age of at the tip of your fingers you can find anything that you're looking for so start doing some reading self-help books especially in sex lately sarah you and i specifically have a library and a half i mean they are so informational and so helpful and and give wonderful tools uh, for whatever situation that you're in so be open to finding some self-help books that way look at our library we've got a ton of them in there or will we will okay so we're still building it we're still building but finding like-minded people to have conversations and it can be appropriate conversations it doesn't have to be you know i'm not suggesting that if you're a married man you go find your secretary and you're comfortable talking with her but you know what i mean everything has to have a balance there but bring shit out into the light <laughs> stop assuming you're the only one you're not there are billions of people on here and trust me as maybe he's shamed as you are for feeling good about thinking about this one thing. There's another person out there that's like, I got you trumped. I got you way, my shit's way darker than yours. In the end of the day, they're just fantasies. It's just something that you're using to stimulate your brain to get the job done. There shouldn't be anything shameful about that. There shouldn't be anything shameful about wanting to masturbate. There shouldn't be anything shameful about wanting to learn your body. Shouldn't be anything shameful about celibacy or the complete opposite and going balls to the wall. Shouldn't be any shame about that stuff. And it's it's that idea where people need to stop just accepting the social norm and start talking, start communicating, start educating yourself. Education is the mother of all invention, is the mother of everything that we need done, right? People take the time because they're interested and they're, they want to educate themselves and then their brain expands and then look at all these beautiful ideas. So having a partner that you can go to if you're in a relationship obviously works. I definitely don't suggest going from zero to a hundred in the first conversation unless the conversation is super on board with that. Knowing what is important to you first as well to impart to your partner. I know I sometimes get really ahead of myself and my brain, like ADHD is, I just go, 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 go. And so I'll have this whole conversation that is super important to me, but I'm not myself prepared for it. Right. So that's not going to be good either. So I would suggest think about what you want to talk about. Think about why it's important to you. Think about being vulnerable and what that looks like in that scenario. And so when you communicate that you are, you're 
well-read with yourself and where you're at. You have questions that you maybe need just to be heard or maybe need solutions for. And then that you're with somebody that can, you know, be with you vulnerably and show up where you are and hold space for you to do that stuff and then have some input if that's what you want. I do. I really like how you put that. I was thinking while you were talking about back in high school or after high school, college or whatever, and feeling ashamed about my spank bank material, which was at that time, it was that woman, that lady, you know, being part of my spank. If I wanted to get off, she would come forward. Uh-huh. But feeling the shame around the fact that it wasn't approved by the church because I was very right. religious bound and that I felt like I was cheating and God would be mad at me for having these thoughts. And so then as I grew older, I'm like, no, I'm owning these. these are, this is my fantasy. And yes, I've been with a few women, but that's helped me come into knowing what well, I want. Sexual exploration. Right. Into living an authentic life, right? Exactly. And so I think it's fascinating when I hear you talk about that communication is key. I remember back in college, I would always ask the guy I was dating or whatever, what do you think about? What do you masturbate to? What's your material? And back then, of course, we didn't have porn like we do now, like a click away. You know, if I knew a little bit about it or if I've seen it, I would, of course, have input. But it was always fascinating to me to listen to some of the different porn or different material that men used you know, I, of course, back then, I don't ever remember anybody saying I want to spank somebody while I'm fucking them is it gets me off. It was mostly watching two girls together. That was mostly- Isn't that always the one <laughs> or getting a blowjob, a beager. Well, driving. Well, driving. Yeah. Or, or doggy. I love it. So I, when I was thinking about doing this episode, I kept thinking about, God, I used to love to listen to people's, what their spank bank material was. Cause it, to me, it was always fascinating. It was so different. I mean, sometimes, well, during that era, a lot of times it was always the same thing. It was some type of sexual position for a man. It was never really, oh, I just want to touch somebody. I, I like, I feel touching skin gets me off, you know, right. you hear more of that now than I ever did back then. You well, know? I think so. women are a big part of that. I think our willingness to buck the system and be like, hey, bitches, just because you don't talk doesn't mean we're not going to, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just always been the thing that guys, the way inherently that men have been raised societally to talk about women and sex is it's not conducive, right? It's not conducive for healthy relationships. It's not conducive for their own emotions. It's not conducive for a myriad of things where women were nurture. Right. So we, we do talk about those things. We do talk about men. We talk about your dicks. We talk about your balls. We talk about the hair on your body. We talk about the smells that you have when we need to feel vindicated. Like you guys are not safe. (laughs) If you think you guys are safe, you're not safe. And I'm just going to say that most women, most women will get down with their girlfriends and be like, oh, fuck yeah. And now in this day and age too, they might see your dick if they're talking to me. <laughs> I'll tell them they have consent from my partners, but I might be like, girl, look what I was working with. Oh my God. He's fine with it, you know? But I think that we have started to have this thing where it's just kind of women's lib again, where, you know, we want to be seen and we want to be heard and we want our needs met in the bedroom just as much as Todd does. 
you know, sorry, Todd's out there. I don't mean to use your name negatively, but you know, there you go. Um, we want, we want our turn. We want, we want our needs met in the bedroom. And I think a lot more people, all people are becoming insistent that that happened. They're becoming, and I don't want to say selfish, but selfish in a good way. We talked about on one of our podcasts, we talked about quality versus quantity, right? It's so, so many quantity, so many. And yet I, I think I delved it down out of hundreds to like 12. And I would challenge the 12. I actually, I was like, I feel like that's a good number. I want to put names to those 12. I don't even know if it would be 12. All of that quantitative sex that was happening that was not good was because I didn't ask for anything. Wasn't for me. It's for the guy or for whatever fucked up reason I had in my head. Now, if I have a lover, there's a checklist that you got to hit to even get on my, my roster. Not that there's a roster, but for me to even be interested in you, the standards to get to me through my pussy is a lot higher. I have way low tolerance for people that don't meet the criteria. Like it's just not going to happen, you know? And I don't, and I don't think anything's wrong with that. And I'm unapologetic about it. Hey, this is me. I'm not for everybody. I never said I was. You don't have to like me. That's okay. I got people that will like me, no problem. So just that desire to talk about it in a healthy, supportive way, not in a, oh, this fucking whore jerked me off in the fucking locker room. It's so fucking cool. I banged her up against the fucking urinal. You know, maybe that's somebody's fantasy. That's great. But right now, I need to know that you have emotions. I I want to know, like my boyfriend now, you want to know spank bang for me? I will tell you spank bang for me every once in a while right after a real good session, he's just giggly and he's happy. And I'm like, tell me, daddy, tell me. And he'll walk me through like his whole thing of us having sex together. And I tell you what, I type that shit down in my mind typewriter and it is in like a file in my fucking spank bank. And I'll be, if that's something that I want, I'll be completely, I won't have any visual. I will just hear him telling me about fucking me. And it is so fucking sexy. So that's a spank bank for me. But he has the words is my point. He is mentally and emotionally stimulating. He's very intellectual. So that is the type of thing that I require now. And I think a lot more men are seriously putting in the work and they also don't like how they were raised. And they are also tired of feeling like they're supposed to just be these strong individual units. They have emotions and feelings too. And so I think we're on the precipice really, which I think we will forever be on. But I'm excited to see the men putting in the work and the women putting in the work too. And shame has to be a part of it. The institute that I went to, Somatica Institute, Institute is their sex coaches and people that struggle mightily that have had maybe some massive sexual trauma that they can't get around, maybe ED problems, relationship problems. These type of counselors are your type of people. They're allowed to, there's physical touch, there's no stimulation to completion and there's no kissing, but they literally will, you know, they'll show you, they'll walk you through it. They'll get you back in your body. They kind of are, they're not a surrogate. But they kind of are, you You become in this boundary relationship with these people and they really do the work. So if that's something that you need to do, like maybe sex, something has happened to you where it's so has traumatized you that you're not even capable, or maybe you just don't know your body or maybe whatever that is, reach out to one of them too. It's no different than a therapist. I would suggest 
anytime anybody needs help and you have the ability, which is sadly, we don't have the ability very easily unless it's insurance takers, it gets left behind and it's just as important, you know? Wow. That's just amazing. There's like a huge amount to unpack there. And what I'm hearing in, in is that our spank bank can be affected by our trauma. Yeah. And therefore, if you feel that your spank bank material is inappropriate or you want to unpack it, that may be getting help if it's maybe not positive. Yeah. I mean, if you have shame, I don't, spank banks, I don't know generally revolve around shame, really. I mean, because it is everything that we've distilled down and put in there. Right. So, I mean, there might be cognitive thoughts, I guess. Yeah. When you come out of it, it's like, God damn it, why do I like that? You know what I mean? For sure. (laughs) And yeah, then if it mires you down and it impacts your ability to commune with your own body or commune with another's body, yeah, I mean, sex coaches are the way to go. They're not sex workers. Sex workers are separate, but I will tell you, sex workers are also fucking amazing for stuff like this. Yes. Super amazing. And I'm super annoyed that they are still not able to be licensed and bonded like everybody else and pay their damn taxes. People need to understand how amazing sex workers, sex coaches, intimacy coaches, that type of thing is. And they're uniquely trained to deal with that. Right. So, you know, therapy is one thing and therapists cover a lot of things and I'm not taking away from therapy at all, but it's kind of like, this is what they focus on. This is what they marinate in every day. And it's simply fantastic. And I will tell you that they will tell you, get a spank bank. <laughs> happily help you fill that spank bank. <laughs> what, what do you need? What, to, what turns yeah. you on? Build that up. No. And then that's, it's the comfort, comfortness with yourself too. It's the trust of yourself. It's, it's the want to grow and see where things go. And spank banks are, you know, spank banks are our most divine source of immediate gratification. If one doesn't work, you know that you can, it's like one of the old viewfinders, just click and here, here comes the new one and click and here comes the new one. So I appreciate the shit out of them. And I use them probably more than I actually think about it because I'm always like in a tranced out, but I know my partner's don't care. It is in my life. That is not something to be shamed about. And if anything, I, and I aspire to put more in each of their spank bank <laughs> and they certainly show up for mine. So, <laughs> so I think it's great. This is amazing. I love it. And we'll probably hit on this some more and maybe do some diving in, I think to maybe different genres of spank sure. later, but I think this, this really was enlightening to me. I hadn't thought about how far that spank banks could be positive and growing from. So I appreciate this conversation. That's so, what we're here for. Exactly. <laughs> you can for me to learn. Woo-hoo! Hey, I learn from you all the time, my love. I think you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you too. You're all right. On that, I'm going to go tell everybody, let's go be good humans. Go be good humans, guys. Can't wait to see you next time. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. Just to let you know, you can check us and all of our resources out at orgasmicterrorist.com, or you can leave us a message by calling 503-451-5234. Go be great humans to each other. Summer delighted us with a wonderful reading we thought we'd share it with you. Enjoy! From the New York Times bestseller, Fifty Shades of Chicken, a parody cookbook by F.L. Fowler, an excerpt, Popped Cherry Pullet. 
Vanilla's all right once or twice, but we can't keep that up, he says. My subconscious hides her eyes. He's way out of my league. A man like him could never get excited about chicken. How could I think I might ever be what he craves? What does a man like him crave? He fixes me suddenly with a predatory stare. We're going to remedy the situation right now. What situation, I ask, alarmed? Your situation. You're utterly unseasoned. I'm contemplating hot cuisine with you. When you've never been paired with anything, it seems. He cocks his head to the side. Paired? My inner goddess pulls her head from under her wing. I'm going to make dinner with you right now. We'll begin with something sweet, soft, and juicy. Holy shit. I thought you didn't make dinner, I say, my heart pounding. I thought you cooked, um, hard. I hear his stomach growl deeply, the effects of which travel all the way to my tail at the base of my cavity, down. Don't think I'm getting all hearts and flowers. This is a step in the process, a process that I think will make a superb finish. I hope you'll think so, too. I cluck low in anticipation. His stomach growls again. Chicken, will you please stop clucking? It's very distracting. He lays me down, lays me face down, and starts to drizzle my back and thighs with oil. Are you sure you want to do this? He says gently. Yes, I beg. Oh, yes. I'm going to cook you now, Miss Hen, he mutters as he opens the door of the oven. He slides me into the oven. Beneath me is a bed of wet, dark, pitted cherries. The dry heat takes me into its sudden embrace, and my juices flow freely over the torn fruit. I never thought it would feel like this. I never imagined it could be this good. I'm back!